Bill's famous cheese studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder is the big fellow, the tuna country Matt Kempf, and bellied up to the bar, a man who hits so many home runs in the game of life every day. He's constantly wearing a Viking costume. The fabulous one, Freddie oh, Bender. Oh, I thought he was going to call me babe. <laughs> Fellas, how are we doing tonight? We will get to, uh, if you're not a Reds fan, uh, the reference that I just made there. But, fellas, how yeah, are we I doing I tonight? Didn't, I didn't get that reference. I don't even know what that means. I did. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you're you're not uh, <laughs> you're not a fan of our beloved red legs, Tuna. I've seen the Viking helmets, guys. Come on, this is baseball. <laughs> you guys are making a mockery out of the game. Uh, <laughs> guys, how are we doing tonight? Great, great, great to be here. It seems like it's been uh, another long hiatus uh, from the uh, last podcast. We're only on a six-day stretch as opposed to seven. So yeah, it hasn't been that long, buddy. Guys, uh. We obviously always want to thank everybody that listens every week. Um, want to remind everyone that we are on social media, on Twitter, at BlockoutPod. Uh, type Blockout Sports Pod into your Facebook search bar. Um, you can find us there very easily. Uh, and we do thank each and every one of you for listening and for telling a friend. Man, this last week was uh, pretty crazy and pretty jam-packed relative to sports. And one of the big stories, and we talked about it at length last weekend, was the U.S. Open Golf Tournament. I have a lot of thoughts about, and one thing that I thought was interesting when I listened (laughs) back to it was uh, Tuna especially talking about uh, how it related to television. Yeah, how awful the course looked. Oh, I know Tina's well, got thoughts about it. And <laughs> I let's get into that because uh, I don't to me it wasn't that the course looked bad. Maybe I, maybe it's because we could see so much of the course because there was no bodies there. <laughs> It made it look bad. Maybe I'm just not used to seeing that much. Well, I'm not in, I, I'll be honest with you, and y'all can argue me argue with me till you're blue in the face. I'm not an NBC golf fan at all. Anyway, uh, I think CBS dominates them in every facet of a golf tournament. I agree. That was some of the worst coverage I think I've ever been a part of. And this is coming from a guy who's not a huge Jim Nance guy, but I would listen to Jim Nance over and over and over again instead of those guys. Well, and we we got some clarification on why exactly there weren't as many people there as we're used to seeing in a major. Um, they had capped the attendance at what, it's like twenty three, twenty four thousand. Yeah, and then per the day. nine thousand general admission. Right, and so tons of it was corporate. A lot of it was uh, members of. L.A. Country Club that had they, bought up the tickets, they right? They were buying 100 and 200 tickets just so they couldn't let that many people on course. Right. So they were buying tickets just to sit on them. Right. Like, 
I don't know, man. I, I that's a disgrace. I, I have a big problem with that. But with all that being said, I found the back nine on Sunday to be extremely interesting and compelling. Uh, what did you guys think, Tuna? Let's look past the fact of what it looked like on TV or what. What did you think about the actual golf? Oh well, the course itself, like aesthetics aside. I'm I'm done with 62-yard fairways where if you miss, you're over in the other fairway and actually have a better shot from that fairway than if you would have stayed in your own fairway. Like I mean it was it was a, it was a joke. I I don't know. I, I that my understanding is they're scheduled to be back out there in like the next 50 years, like somewhere they they schedule the US Open for like the next 50 years and this is already on that schedule again. I hopefully I'm not around for that one. But <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I mean, that, oh, I knew that that's Tuna aggressive. was coming with some heat because I, yeah. wa- I watched uh, Friday with him, and uh, no, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I lo- we love all these majors, and quite frankly, they really haven't come down to any drama. I mean, the, the most drama we've had was almost this last one, and it really wasn't that much drama. I mean, I don't know, it was pretty dramatic right there. I mean, not at the end. We haven't had like, I mean, when's the last time in a major you've seen a, a, a playoff or something? I mean, it's been forever. And I'm not saying that's ever going to happen. And I'm, and mm. I'm not saying that has to happen for it to be a great tournament. That does not. But I mean, you know, like, I watch golf tournaments on Sunday of majors with a lot of friends. And we'd kind of do the same thing every year, and everyone's been gone before the tournament's over. <laughs> so, so you guys are telling me that you didn't find the last six or seven holes of that tournament like totally engrossing well, and I mean, entertaining. You had I you had Wyndham. some of it that was good watching Wyndham and Rory play, and then, in my opinion, Scotty Scheffler lost that tournament. He missed so many close putts. And, and and Sunday was actually his worst worst round of the day. Right, right. But he still, I mean, he was so close. He was right there. He finished three back from the leader. He had a. I thought he had a solid weekend, and I really thought that he played the best golf out of anybody. Yeah, Fred. What do you think? No, I thought uh, I thought that uh, Wyndham Clark had a fire to him. That no one had ever seen, obviously. No one's ever <laughs> seen him play, really. But uh, unless diehards, I mean, he's Am missed. I correct in, in saying that he had never made a cut ever he, yeah, in a major? No, he's made them. Um, I guess what was his last six was okay. cut, tied for 76, cut, cut, tied for 79, and cut. Okay. So, and, uh, but I'm just... You know, I'm getting at that I, I thought Wyndham Clark had a great uh, fire to him that uh, that really set him apart from everyone else, and I never knew that he had that. Uh, like I was saying, no one did. You thought he was a hotel. I did. I thought Wyndham <laughs> Clark was a string of hotels mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And they still may be. And uh, But but he uh, – but I'm telling you, man, he uh, – not intimidated Ricky Fowler, but Ricky Fowler looked at him real quick and was like, uh, this dude's feisty and not not gonna give up and and uh has an edge that that sometimes you see guys when they show up there 
that don't have an edge. Uh, let's they be honest. Ricky Fowler intimidated himself on Sunday. Like He could have been the only person on the golf course. He was just not playing Sunday. I mean, that's just how it was. I don't right, think that had right. anything to do with Wyndham Clark. Well, I mean, that that actually might be very true as it pertains to Ricky, but mm-hmm. those two, what he had a bogey save and a par save back-to-back mm-hmm. that, number one, I thought showed uh, to me why I found the course interesting on the back nine. And then, number two, the stones that it took and the execution that it took for him to make those up and downs. I, I agree with you that, there. I, I totally agree with you there. That bogey save that he made was the whole of the tournament for him, mm-hmm. as far oh, as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. Because Paul Azinger, getting back to the NBC coverage, Paul Azinger basically already had him down for a double at least. And he said it multiple times. He can't get this ball within 10 feet. There's no way he can get Paul this ball Azinger within 10 feet. Paul said a lot feet. of stuff. Yeah, but no, and I'm with you. The funny thing about it was, even as the ball was in flight, Azinger said, he can't get this ball within 10 feet. And then it landed, and it seemed to stop, and Azinger almost took kind of a victory lap and said, see? <laughs> Right, and then all of a sudden the ball started rolling yeah. back to the yeah, pin. Yeah, that was a cool. And shot. all of a sudden, it's six feet away. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he goes, "Well, I guess that was pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, I mean, I found it to be compelling. I thought the course was interesting. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, and I totally get that. Um, Tuna, final thoughts. I know that you hated the course. Mm-hmm. You hope it never goes back there. He thought it looked like a place in Beirut. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, those those hotels, for those to be expensive Beverly Hills hotels back there, those were rough-looking You buildings, know what it reminded man. me of is that uh, that grassy uh, hotel over there by Joe's Crab Shack that used to be there for yes. the chow wagons in Louisville. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> I but, mean, didn't you see that beautiful mansion behind the fourth green? <laughs> Do you know whose house that was, Tuna? I don't know. Oh, Not it was uh, Hugh Hefner. That's a, no. Oh, uh, wasn't the Playboy, the Playboy mansion, mansion on that? Yeah, yeah, that's on like eight or nine, okay. I think. That that huge mansion that overlooked, like, where in a typical major, mm. there would be 30,000 fans around. Was it but, Don Knotts' house? Lionel Richie. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Lionel Richie's. Well, he needs to get a new landscaper. <laughs> Tuna uh, uh, or uh, Fred, uh, you have final thoughts on this? Um. Well, um, I'm trying. What What I was going to get at is, um, is I don't want people to think that that the uh, that the golf tournament wasn't exciting because it was. No, it definitely was. I mean, it really wasn't. And dude, McElroy was with him, with him in the, uh, with him in the run and making that run at the end, and he's coming up there. I mean, it's up for huge golf. So I'm not saying that it was that that there was bad. This guy just said, "Hey, I'm taking this thing," and he did. Like he hit those shots, like you are talking about. He made that putt um, to. But but I just I really do want to see a tournament where there's like and maybe I'm just wishing for something that isn't going to happen. 
but I'm really wishing for four or five big names or, or any names to be close. Think about it. The last four majors, there's been someone up at the top with one other person, and the rest of them are done, out, see ya, no runs, no nothing. Scheffler made a run once. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may try to make a run this time. But I just, I, I don't know. I want some, I, I hope the British Open. At, it's the Open. Oh, the Open. We've got British people that listen to this, and they will cut you if they hear you yes, call it the British I Open. I hope the Open is, is uh, has a little more moxie. And I would love to hear from uh, any of our uh, listeners from the UK or that general area, uh, if you guys have thoughts about the open or the course that it's being played on this year, because we do have a lot of listeners from over there and we do appreciate that support. Carry on. So how do, how do our picks do? Well, we didn't do good at all. I mean, I don't know. I probably got the highest with you Dustin have? Johnson. Okay. Uh, and who'd you pick Travis? Uh, Gosh. Who did I pick? I think I, I picked... I think you picked um, Yas- oh. Yasiel Puig. No, I picked oh. Rory. Oh, did oh, you? Oh, sorry, yeah. Travis won. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I picked Rory. I went with Sam Bennett, who had an epic collapse on Saturday. I know, but, but... he played a great round Saturday or Thursday. I still find Friday. him I, he's a gonna very be, intriguing player. Well, he's going to be fun real, to watch. Realization that I will not be pulling for him in the future. He because is he's probably Aggie? the third slowest golfer on tour. Hmm. He's young. He's he's figuring it out. It was the U.S. Open. Cut the kid some slack. Eat your heart. You just out, don't like him. Can't lay. You just don't you like know. him because he's a Texas A&M Aggie, and oh, that that eats Lord. at your soul. He's a big Jimbo guy. They hang out. And, I bet they did. And eat they sausages together. Hang out and have turtle soup. Yes. Did you say sausages, tuna? Yes. Speaking of sausages, oh, <laughs> that reminds me of. You know, sausages, uh, different kinds of sausages are the what I would call the quintessential food of the fair queen city in this United oh, States of Cincinnati. Buddy. You're talking about that oatmeal crap? Getta? Getta? Yeah. Oh, oh love <laughs> Getta. Love oh, Getta. You cook man. it on both sides really good, and it'll melt crispy in your mouth. And Fred, let's talk about... Oh. The Cincinnati Reds. Oh my god. The gosh. Red Legs. Now Let's they love, talk about them. They love eating sausages. The I'll give them team that. Team in baseball by far now, folks. Not just eh, we're coming up. I mean, hey, 11 games in a row, not since 1966 has this happened. I think it was 57. Oh, okay. I thought it was Oh, no, wait a minute. It was it was 66 years. <laughs> my bad there, Tuna. Uh but everybody's on fire. You, I, I admit, I will eat a a miniature duck, or I'm sorry, miniature crow. Uh, that I a said, miniature duck. That I said, You're gonna eat baby ducks? <laughs> what the hell's what going the, on up what there? The? But uh, I will say that uh, that I did say that Joey Votto might come to the to the uh, lineup and create some not bad karma, but just. Awkward karma. Guess what, folks? Not a chance. Not a chance. Uh, he mel- melts right in with these youngsters and wants to be part of the crew, and it is great baseball right now. The place is rocking after the games. 
Um, I'm planning on heading that way soon. I'm going to have Travis with me. Sorry, Tuna. I don't think you're equipped to go to a Reds game yet. Well, I think you're right about that. <laughs> well, I saw Joe Burrow in the stands. <laughs> shouldn't he be working out? Didn't you think it was cool the other night? And this goes to what you just said, Fred, uh, about Joey Votto and the fact that so many and I mean, I saw it on social media, like on the official Red site or people that, you know, like beat writers for the Reds on Twitter were posting things about Votto coming back. And so many of the of the responses or whatever were Oh, I think this is going to ruin what the Reds have going. Man, Joey Votto, at this point in his career, just wants to be on a winner. Yes. He just wants to be on a winner. Dude, he hasn't played I, for I, a winner in, a, I, in yeah, a decade. And I think they thought he was just coming back too early. That's what I think it really was about. Maybe not breaking the car. They know he's a good teammate, but just a little early. But But you know what? He's ready. I mean, that's a guy that prepares as good as anyone has in the game. So yeah, and it was awesome. Uh, the other night, his first game back, he Wasn't had a... Votto on the nineteen ninety World Series team. Oh come on! I'm just man. I'm just I asking. Mean, like I don't know. I thought maybe it was a rookie year. No, but sometimes it looks like De La Cruz was because he's wearing Eric Davis's number. That's right. <laughs> and uh, call was, me De La Freddy, by the way. Everyone's been calling me De La Freddy. Everybody, and, his wife and kid. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome the other night. Uh, if you didn't see it, Votto hit a home run in his second at bat, and then he hit uh, the go-ahead base hit, two RBIs. So he came out so loose. I think that was the best part of the game. He came out goofing around with the catcher's helmet. He was laughing over at first base, goofing around, and I really feel like him coming out loose changed everything. And uh, it, it was just a real and, – and I really felt – I was really – thought it was cool that he came out that way. And I thought it was a good way to come out. Come out loose. Be smiling, enjoy it, have some fun with the youngsters, have a sausage in the dugout. <laughs> and then uh, that reminds me, uh, the way I introduced Fred about the Viking outfit, can you explain what the Viking outfit means as it relates to home runs for the Reds? Uh, hold on, let me finish the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> When the Reds hit a home run and they come back to the dugout, uh, they get put on like a Viking cape and a Viking helmet. And uh, Votto actually said in the post game, he said, I've been watching that ever since they've been doing it. And I just thought about how cool that would be to get to do it. So that was another kind of uh, what you would call, you know, another level to how neat that was the air night oh well i knew that i thought that there was a real significance of the viking helmet and uh i mean does it have anything to do with eric the red now ragnar like eric ragnar, davis nickname was eric the red ragnar lothbrock was actually from cincinnati ohio <laughs> it's fact leaf erickson that's your fact for today uh, no, that's what I, I thought you were getting into some significance. No, of it, truly. no. I, I, mean, I know every team now has some sort of thing they put on. We don't get yeah. that deep here on yeah, the block. The Dodgers out, had the gold chain. I get it. Uh, they put the gold chain on when they get a home run and, 
and uh, you know the rally monkey and things like that. I know, and all these teams now have something in their dugout they do. The rally. So possum. the Reds just joined right in with them. It just means the only difference is is that the that their attire is way hotter than everyone else's. Now, here's something that I I actually meant to bring this up last week, um, because I think Fred had uh had mentioned that the Reds were now known as America's team. I kind of have a problem with that from the standpoint that I think that they, as a longtime listener, at least back in the old days, uh, of the Jim Rome show, they used to call that self-glossing, where you give yourself a nickname. Oh, yeah. I've never been a huge fan of giving yourself a nickname. Didn't that start out as a joke with India? I think India well, donned it, and it was an inside joke or something. India and, called themselves Amer- Oh, Jonathan India. Yeah, called, Jonathan okay. India said it was I like— I thought Sports it, it Illustrated between, said it first. Well, something was between no. him and TJ, and they were laughing about it. It was India. It was. Okay. It was India who said it. Like, the Cowboys didn't name themselves America's team. They were derisively called that by— some people in the NFL, you know, that didn't necessarily. So I, I, I'm not crazy about that, but I am crazy about this particular team and the way that they play. And man, every day it seems like a different guy either has a big hit, has a defensive play. The bullpen has been really good over the last I don't know what do you want to 20 25 games and I can't wait to see where this goes now this weekend the Reds host Atlanta and that should be just a dynamite series and that that's really kind of a um uh I would call it like a line of demarcation series like Let's see if the Reds are as good as right, they think right. they are, well, right? They swept the cheaters and uh they have a pretty good record. Uh but they haven't have been the last but they, they haven't been playing, playing well. well. I get it. They're not yeah, they they they've struggled. There's something I'm gonna let you guys in on. I don't know. I know you guys are baseball fans, but there's <laughs> something called um the gloom June. Are you guys familiar with that phrase? No. Okay. And you see this typically Around this point in the season, your good baseball teams kind of start playing lackadaisical. Don't know why it happens. Whatever reason, there's some kind of science or analytical crap behind it. But you can see a large amount of the good teams in baseball have been slacking through the month of June. It's been going – I mean, you can go down and look at – I mean, what's – Tampa struggled. They started out so hot. Um, You got the Yankees – the Dodgers, I mean, you're you're normal. The Astros, like they're they're Diamondbacks are still here to stay. Well, that's a team that what you wouldn't consider. Like the Mets have been playing. I, think, I don't think the Diamondbacks were supposed to be. No, they're great, not. That's what they? I'm saying. The gloom uh, of it. June is not affecting the, them. Like right. your Mets, Astros, Yankees. Right, you know right. your, your teams that, that everyone expected. Are still even playing. So good. We're going to roll into this, hit the uh, All-Star break soon, and then after the All-Star break is when teams really start, you find their personality. Where's that being played at? 
Uh, that is Dodger Stadium this year. Oh wow! Yeah, lots of red will Ooh. be there. So lots of red. Uh, what the Anaheim Angels? No. Oh, well, I don't, I don't, oh, you're talking about National players, players leg. in there. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, folks, I'm sorry, uh, everyone here on the show. Tuna's not in a very good mood because he loves talking baseball, and as he said on the last show. He don't like all this hoopla and Cincy and in the region. It's not that. Look, I'm happy for you guys as fans that you guys get to enjoy this. This is like, honestly, it's soak it up. It's it's awesome. My thing is, is the city of Louisville turns into this, like, you can't turn on local sports talk radio without the Reds just being shoved down your face. You can't. Normally, we're previewing um, the upcoming college football season. We're talking to the well the quarterbacks to, that got on there. To and be now, fair, now like to be fair, uh huh. Why would Louisville, in particular, have an interest in the Cincinnati Reds? No idea. No idea. And, nope. I, and and we're not even going to talk about the Louisville Bats. That's fine because nobody really people go to Bats games for Thirsty Thursday. Well, yeah, but the, the Bats are the they're farm the AAA team. affiliate. I'm with you, That's but like, how many how many from. people do you know in the city that can actually name the roster? That can name five guys on the roster right now for the the Louisville Bats. Uh, I people know. aren't huge bats uh, fans here. It's just something to do. Yeah, well, but we have the most attendance of any team in AAA in our whole a uh, whole region. Like I said, it's something to do. But what? Well, I mean, but when you're there, the people that go there, are the people that it's go a, there all the time. It's a social gathering more so than it is a I baseball don't think experience. It is. I think the people that go to the bats have and season tickets and they go. Let me there tell you something, the Fred. And they dominate the attendance. Wait a minute. Every year. Wait a minute. Let me tell you something, Fred. I think it, Tuna's a little bitter. <laughs> is there, is there another major league baseball franchise who attending the games is more of a social experience than the L.A. Dodgers? I don't know, man. They show up around like the man, fifth great. inning. <laughs> Look, traffic's a nightmare in L.A., man. Like they're getting off work, they got to fight I mean, the freeway to get there. Like I get I where heard they go from. there for the sushi. <laughs> I mean. I'm not trying to, uh-huh. you know, like rain on your parade or anything, uh-huh. but the, but that seems a little like the pot calling the kettle black there. Yeah. Well, oh, that's on mercy. the other side of the country, man. Maybe we'll meet up. We'll meet up. Yeah, Who? meet up down the line. The Reds and the Dodgers. Yeah, oh. I mean, I know we're gonna meet up, but I mean, meet up. Well, as it sits right now, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you guys. I don't think the Dodgers are gonna make the playoffs this year. I truly believe that. And if we do, it's going to be one of those play-in games because Major League Baseball just keeps adding wild card spots out of nowhere. So pretty soon we're going to be like the NBA where 20 teams get in the playoffs. What just happened? I feel like I'm talking through a tunnel. Oh, yeah. Better hit pause on that. And we're back. There was just a little bit of a ghost in the machine. But, uh, it was as- a rally monkey. I think it was the ghost of Vin Scully. Yeah, Ooh. something. Actually. Uh, any other uh, uh, things going on in Major League Baseball right now besides the obvious number one great story being the Cincinnati Reds, Tuna? Anything else that you have your eye on? I also think Friday night will be fantastic because it will be, okay, you're leaving all the fun, you're heading to Atlanta, 
They're going to be geeked up and ready. Believe me. Atlanta's head- the, the, the front runner for the MVP right Atlanta's now. heading to Cincinnati. I mean, Atlanta's heading to Cincinnati. Uh, but my fault. But I'm saying they're coming. The Braves travel well. Yeah, they do. Let's be real about that. And Acuna is coming to town with the uh, with the uh, MVP. I mean, I, wouldn't you say he's the MVP front runner? What's he batting like three twenty? Yeah, probably so right now. Right now, and and all of his jewelry. Uh, uh, so it'll be in. And, and dude, hey, the Braves got weapons. Let's be real. They got pitching. But uh, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, they're they're the Braves are a legit squad. Um, but as far as there anything else going around in the world of baseball, uh, San Francisco has been super hot lately. They're on a nine game winning streak. Um, they're a well managed team. Former Dodger GM Farhan Zaidi is up there, and he's basically building that team or built that team, just like he did some of those old Dodger teams with Andre Ethier, Matt Kemp, um, and they That's are you. yeah. No, that, that was, was you. That guy's actually Jimmy. athletic. Oh. But uh so he doesn't have an F on the end of his name. But yeah. so they've got it going right now. Arizona is a fun team. They're they're like I said, they're young, they're fast, they're um they're not Ellie Daily Cruz fast, but uh they, they keep uh pitchers on their toes and with these big bases and that rule of engagement, which by the way, we've seen more stolen bases in Major League Baseball this year than you could even fathom. As we knew we would. It's it's been insane. Yeah. It's been insane. And then, we knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. Um and then also I, I think a front runner here, and I I really like this Texas Rangers team. And another team out there in the American League West, I think this is the year that we finally get to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. Um if the Angels can can shore up a little bit on their pitching when they get going into the trade deadline, I think they could really be a contender to win that West. And they'll keep Otani? No. Even if they are no. in the front? Well, this year, like, they're going to keep him for the year. Right. But at the offseason, they probably won't sign him to the contract Unless that he's going to Unless they get. make a run. And if they make a I run. I still don't see that owner paying that money. Okay. Because he's going to. Probably not. No, he's going to break the bank. He's going to be wearing pinstripes or Dodger blue. That's pretty much. Or Red Sox or Mets. Mets. Actually, the Mets new owner was just willing to throw money at whatever. So, I wouldn't be surprised if it's up there. But we'll see. I don't know. But other Or than that, I think he may just go, man, I want to play for this young up-and-coming ball club. Money be damned, I'm going to Cincinnati. Buddy, after his next contract, he could buy the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> hey, no, uh, but in all seriousness, man, the Reds are fun. They, that's that's a good group of young talent on that team, and I'm excited that like life lifelong Reds fans and like diehard Reds fans actually get to enjoy it because they've been getting shit on for a long time. So. Yeah. Good Thanks, for good Tuna. for you guys. Thanks, I'll, I'll give it to you, but like I am going to take my jabs over time because it does eat at me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll still cook sausages over at Freddie's house. Yeah, I'll bring some Italian sausages because I don't want some ghetto. Speaking of which, Italians? Omaha, yes. Omaha, Omaha. So the. Uh... College World Series is in full swing right now, and as we record this on a Wednesday evening, uh, we have LSU and Wake Forest playing in a game that uh, LSU must win 
to extend their season. Florida is already in. Uh, Tuna as our, not just our baseball in general, but especially our college baseball expert on the podcast. Uh, What have your thoughts been uh, relative to how this tournament has gone? Have there been any big surprises, any uh, thing of note that you want to talk about? Uh, Oral Roberts making a little short Cinderella run. They were, um, that was a scrappy little team and they were fun. And uh, I enjoyed watching them. They just fell a little too short right there at the end. Uh, TCU. They didn't pray hard enough. No, they didn't. TCU got them and uh, that knocked them out. They prayed harder. Yeah, they did. So (laughs) we know that Jesus prefers Christians over evangelists. Uh, We learned that this this weekend and now now we know. team was the that team had more little dirty scrappers on it them dirty sweaty helmets and all their long hair and and uh ripped up jerseys and pitcher had a big poop mark on the back of his pants that i think he just he went did. ahead and went he did. i think he straight up went and said to hell with it he did and uh dude i mean these players i'm like god they've been wearing them hats for two years yep. and uh, I mean, it, it, they were, and they all seem like they're like uh, five, six, you know, yeah. they're all like little bitty dudes, but man, they got, they're fired up and, and, uh, I they don't have big football programs to buy no, their, buy their uniforms exactly. and everything. No, you're right. You're right. So, and, uh, but anyways, I thought it was funny that they just look like the bad news bears out there. Uh, Florida so far, Florida is made it to the final series. They beat, uh. They won the game today against TCU three to two in an excellent game. Came down to the end. Um, I think I'm the only one that's still alive. Here. Who's your team? Didn't Travis pick Wake Forest? No, Travis and you both took TCU Horn Frogs. Oh, okay. And I took LSU. Okay, because you texted me a while back and said Wake Forest is going to win it all. Put it in the bank, boys. And then you took LSU over. Well, yeah, I took LSU when we were okay. here, but I but dude, Wake Forest just looked I don't know. They just look strong. Yeah, I mean people all focus on the pitching, but like I said, they have eight batters in their lineup that are hitting over three hundred. Like right. they, they can put runs up. Uh I'm really pulling for LSU tonight because we could get that matchup tomorrow. I'm pretty sure that it would be the Paul Skeens versus Rhett Louder matchup that we right. all kind of wanted. I think you're right, and that would uh, that's we need that. College baseball needs that. That I would have just a be question. great. Yes, sir. As a as a just last couple years of really watching the College World Series because I've been hanging out with Tuna a lot more and stuff like that, and and our Baton Rouge boys are big into uh college baseball being LSU guys and so forth and um is let me ask you a question is the strike zone bigger in college okay because i don't claim to know this no but um, i've heard a couple people our buddy tom uh, who has played all his life has t- uh told us that 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 is the case some other friends of ours that i hear at the local pub mm-hmm. talking about it uh, but I want to get your if it is, on that. I didn't know about it. I, I didn't think that it was bigger. What I'm all I'm saying is like people that are new to watching college baseball, um, 
you cannot complain about the strike zone watching college baseball. First of all, the best umpires in the world struggle with it in Major League Baseball. That's what he said. You're not going to yes. get it right in college right. Ba- baseball. And I, so, and you have way more hit batters. They're not being assholes. They just it, it's just how the game is played. Right. Like it's right. in Major well, League when saw, you plunk somebody, well, you know, were, seven saw, out of ten times it was on I purpose. I saw an LSU guy on his knee bunting. And he gets hit, and he gets to first base. I, yeah. I didn't think that. I thought that if you were on the ground on your knee trying to bunt, that that does not count. No. I didn't know that. Okay, there you go. It See? depends on the location of the bat, I believe, if the bat is out toward, past the front of the plate. But it is crazy to watch a Reds game. And, and by God, I've been watching them one, one TV, mm-hmm. and then I got LSU on the other. And sometimes they seem like a totally different game. I mean – because that Wake Forest pitcher was throwing mm-hmm. balls outside of the box, and I'm like, "Good lord, that can't be a strike!" No, but, it, but he and was calling them consistently. I, I tell you what, you will see some of the most athletic catching in the game of college baseball too. How these guys save the balls from getting past? They will completely lay out for it. Oh yeah, you see. I mean, but. Look, man, it's it's not as refined as Major League Baseball, and I think a lot of people have been so used to watching Major League Baseball, and they come and watch the college game. It's a different world. It, I right. mean, it really is. Right. And bunts, I don't know what it is, but these guys have a hard time getting their bunts down. I don't know if it's the metal bats. You have to hit it just right or what, but actually getting a bunt down is tough. Like that, You've seen that in a TCU Florida game today, right there in the eighth inning. Uh, they were – it was a leadoff double for Florida, and they were trying to get him around, and a bunt just popped right up into a glove. So right, it wow. was uh, right. So yeah, but other than that, man, I'm not aware of the strike zone being bigger. It may be, but that, I don't know. Uh, oh, right to the head there. Uh, so they are he- four teams. When there's four teams, they head to Omaha. Is that right? Well, there's three teams left now, and they're already in Omaha. No, they're in Omaha. Yes. All right. Dude, I don't claim to know. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like tuna is with soccer, dude. Yeah. The college baseball World Series. What I, it is. I'm a newbie to all this. The college dude. World Series takes the eight teams. They, they have eight super regionals, and that's what would, would happen. Not right, this past but, weekend, the weekend before. Right. So the winner of each super regional all, got all to go, to, go Omaha. to Omaha. The whole super. Okay. So you have two brackets of four teams, and they play a round-robin double elimination style. And the winner of each of the two brackets will play each other in a best of three I series gotcha. this weekend. Okay, and I, I don't claim to know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and some of our listeners baseball. may not know, so uh, it's, I'm, that's, it's a good that's thing why we explained I'm asking it. Some of these questions because I've really been watching uh, a lot of it mm-hmm. actually, and I'm still trying to keep up with the brackets and who's going where and who plays who, how many times. And the- and right now, LSU is well on their way to uh, forcing a game tomorrow night. Right. Well, which we got, will be uh, fun. What is it? Top of the seventh coming up right here? Yep. Because so, that, that, will be, that will lead us into our next thing. Three innings left and, um, was it, three runs? There's also <laughs> yes. something. It's uh, wide open still. Something also going on tomorrow. The NBA draft. Yes. And it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Man, the Pacers made one of those uh one of those trades today where it's, you know, 
when you read it on the uh, transaction list, it's like the Pacers trade their 29th and 32nd pick for a conditional pick in 2024 and a and another it, 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 like it just seems like gibberish to me right and then when it comes up about three years you're going, we got so screwed on that <laughs> well, <deal." laughs> and as i looked into it a little bit more it seems like you know it makes a little bit more sense than i thought but the nba draft does uh is tomorrow night and it's a big one it I is. Mean, that's why we're. I mean, look. Some of the drafts are like, oh yeah, NBA draft. Okay, well, you have NBA drafts when Tim Duncan gets picked, LeBron James gets picked, Kobe Bryant gets picked. Well, we all know who's going number we one all know tomorrow. Who's going number one? And he is a player that we all think is going to be a one in a million, and that is a big NBA draft. Uh, well, no matter how you slice it, uh, that's what they come for. Last year. No one cared about the NBA draft. I mean, they knew that there were going to be some decent players up there. But when you have that huge number one draft pick that is going to change your team's life. Uh, did you see him hold the baseball the other night? I did. And 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 the bat. Yeah. He held that bat. It looked uh, like I was carrying one of those little Louisville slugger bats like you get if you go to the museum. I like that he rode the subway to the game. Dude, yeah, <laughs> I know. Dude, dude, he is a gra- and he's graceful. Like he is a Tim Duncan esque style graceful guy. I know. Remember Tim Duncan was a swimmer in the in the what was it the Bahamas? Bahamas. And this guy has done all kinds of stuff like that. Played soccer like Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, but he is. Uh, I mean, the I mean, he's like the freak. The second coming of the Greek freak times uh, times 20. Uh, when he gets some meat on his bones, look out. But uh, I do think there's some other good players in the draft. And, I, and you know, what's kind of funny, when you see someone like Jokic win the MVP two years, uh, for uh, the, win the MVP twice and win the, uh, a world championship and win the MVP you find out when he was drafted, which I'm, I don't know if I'm mistaken, 48th, 51st, something like that. You got the, a lot of the uh, uh, teams have, or a lot of the commercials and things of that are going back, showing steals in the draft. And that's what I love. I love going, who do I think is going to end up going? Number one, you have to go to the right team. When you're in, an, in in the NBA draft, you need to go to the right franchise. If you go to a franchise that's failing, buddy, it don't matter how good you are. You're going to waste two years, get your money, and try to get out and go somewhere else. But wouldn't you think, like, because the longevity in the NBA, like, you have a better shot of making the NBA even if you get drafted to the wrong franchise. I agree. Yeah. Well, I totally made, agree yeah, with that. More money, because like the NFL, yeah. like if you have a six-year shelf life in the league and you spend three to four of it with the wrong franchise, you're screwed. Right. And in baseball, mm. you could go get drafted to the wrong franchise and spend your entire career in the, in the minors. I, I mean, totally agree with that. I see what you're saying, but if you're – well, maybe it's further down the line. Maybe not – I'm not talking about the top – the lottery picks. Mm. I'm talking about t- players. Well, that, I am too, kind of. I mean, players that 
that are first, late first round, second round. If you go to, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of a dog. Uh, if you go to, I don't know. Well, I Charlotte Tuna. I think I mean, you you're bring... going to be just sitting there at the end of the bench doing nothing. Well, and I think you bring up. It's a... easy to get out of the league eventually if you don't have a work ethic. Well, I mean, I think that's... Well, that's for any pro athlete. Yeah, I think that's for that's for anybody. And But I do agree with you, Tuna. I think Tuna. the NBA's different than the football. Well, so yeah, because... That, when it comes to that. Well, the in, ball's round. In football... Definitely. In football, if, like Tuna said, if you get drafted to the wrong team, especially as a high draft pick, there's a good chance you're out of the league. Tim Couch. Like, I honestly believe if Tim Couch went to a different franchise besides the Cleveland well, Browns, yeah. he could have been something good. But, so, I, like, but I think basketball is so different in that, in that you can spend two, three, four years sitting on the end of the bench. Like, guys yeah, will get well, drafted. Well, I won't hear their name for three or four years, and then next thing you know, I'm watching the playoffs, and this guy's going for like 20 20- and 30 points and you're like look at shay gilgis alexander like, yeah that okay. kid like he spent what however long in the league and wasn't really nothing he was an mvp candidate this or, year i mean michael ottawa candy chris washburn i can name 15 dudes that well, were yeah, i'm but, saying but nowadays i don't think that had anything to do with where they were drafted mm-hmm. i think a lot of it has to do where they're drafted he went to the clippers and the clippers sucked and he never did anything but had, but they had, had no one there in that in that uh, franchise to motivate him to do anything. Well, uh, same with the the uh, I that mean, that may or may not be true, but Michael Olowokandi had a hundred chances mm-hmm. to end up in a place where he could play. Let, let's and be you, honest: you can either play or you can't in the NBA. If you're and a top five play. draft pick, okay, and you fizzle out in your first three four years you're still going to land on a roster somewhere just because the NBA is all about potential more than any other league. It is, but you got to get on the starting five. You got to get out there and play. No, you just have to. You just have to be part of the team. You just have to be on the team. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, Sebastian Telfair was a a bust and he spent how long in the league like he sitting was on the bench sitting on the bench well, but i don't like, care about bench scrubs i ain't talking about bench scrubs i'm talking about making something of your career i ain't talking about some dude getting drafted to sit on the bench of course i know that's easy kwame brown i mean dude i know dudes can get drafted and sit on the freaking end of the bench and but do nothing all i'm saying is they got but more opportunities like, than any other person in right. another sport but and that's what the, what the, that's the whole point of this argument but someone like is the you, amount of opportunities that someone gets i get it well dude the nba has opportunities because the way that they can uh, the, the way that the mm-hmm. whole system in the nba works yeah so you would admit but, but that they I'm have more opportunity jordan pulls got drafted and sucked forever and all of a sudden he goes to the freaking golden state somebody gets hurt he starts dominating and makes 120 million right didn't didn't that's, you just didn't you just make his point that's the for whole him? point but because that he got hurt is what i'm saying i'm saying but but if you can also be kwame brown who gets drafted number one and and is gone yeah. Let, See ya. Out but, of the league. Let's go back to your and original. He got drafted by a horrible franchise. Let's go back to your original statement Wizards. where you said it means more about where these players get drafted tonight 
than I anything. It does. Okay. I think so. I think so. Well, I'll just say that I disagree with you. Okay. All right. So. No, I mean, I, I mean, think you just made his tuna's like, point, too, but, like totally made his point. But Jordan Poole was a second, like second round, like way in the second. But what round, I'm saying, out of Florida, is in other sports, you're not going to get the same amount of opportunities. Like you can screw up five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times in the NBA and still get a shot. You can't do that in the NFL. You can't do that in in Major League Baseball. Too many players. Too many, but they have way more positions. Like I don't know how that's an I argument. Um, yeah, that that's just where I'm at with it. I mean, I hear you. I I I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't, see it differently. That's fine. I, I just don't think that it really matters for your if if you're a good player in basketball. That's where I'm it at. does not matter where you spend your first two or three years the way it does in the NFL. I think you can fizzle out and just. Uh, accumulate into nothing if you go to the wrong team in the NBA. But if you can play. And they have a G League where if it gets yes. that bad, you could go down and prove yourself. Yes. NFL, like, you just, they just built the XFL. And, like, other than that, like, you were trying like hell just to make a practice squad. Well, only a certain amount of get people invited make to camp. it in the NBA, so... I mean, they well, talk about course. it all the time. If you yeah. get in the league, you're a good basketball Absolutely. player. You're one of the best players that's ever lived on this planet. But I also think that... Well, we'll watch when Jamie Jacquez gets picked from UCLA, and it, we'll see where he goes, and we'll see what happens to his career for a while. That's Let's, let, let's keep an eye on that guy. That's a guy that I have pinpointed. Let's watch Who what happens. Who are you talking about? Him. Jamie Jacquez... All-American, UCLA. Jaime Jaquez? Yep, Jaime. <laughs> okay. We're going to find out where just, he goes. I was just asking because I, I didn't know who Jamie Jaquez was. Yeah, Jaime Let's Jacquez. keep an eye on uh, Geno Smith's trajectory after he because he got drafted by the Jets this year. Let's see if in like well, he ain't done- 15 years from now he might end up with like say the Seahawks, who, dude. His life's his his career's been total dirt for. 10 years mm-hmm. and now he had this this swan song because someone took a chance on and him. and he got drafted by the jets I mean, so he yeah, went but, to the wrong franchise but, but i i get it but he was nothing forever he was so i mean nothing kind of my point again so it's not my point my point is that he got <laughs> drafted by the that he got when he got drafted he was nothing this segment's going viral <laughs> i can't wait i mean dude like you're gonna tell me that Geno Smith is is a has done a lot with his career just because he's been hanging around like a hair pie? On, I mean, on a on a team. That's exactly what we've been talking about lately. No, I'm the, not this, talking this, this. about that, dude. <laughs> I'm talking about a player at the beginning of his career that can get drafted to a good team, can mm. start off his career fantastic what, what, and get niched into all star material. Did Geno Smith get drafted Some in the players, top five? Huh? Did Geno Smith get drafted in the top five? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't keep up with Geno Smith. I mean, uh, I don't even know who the hell drafted the dog. I know he went to West Virginia. Who? The Jets. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And he was a laughing stock of football. 
It yeah, has but, been. But 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 now where's he at? Well, dude, that's ten years later. <laughs> We're not talking about ten years. No, that's the point. Jesus, dude, that's what the are point all... that we're making. No, but I'm not making that point. That's not the point. No. You all are making a point that is up in the air. No, your point is my that... point was that players... I'm to the point where I'm confused now. My point was players in the NBA draft that get drafted. They need to go the the some of the players that are the middle guys, they need to go to a good franchise. They don't need to go to Jordan's Charlotte franchise and fall into I mean, dude, they've got like He sold the team, by guard. the way. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Do you know who bought it? No, so it doesn't matter. So as we move on, They've got like eight forwards or guards sitting there on the same team. No one knows what to do with them. And the next guy that they're going to get is going to just sit there. Is he is he going to play an average seven points a game? Okay, yeah. But what I'm saying is if that player went to a better franchise and gets lucky and goes to, say, I don't know, Golden State, or what about some of the players that went to the Nuggets that got drafted there that they fine-tuned and made better players? That was a good franchise, and they've done some with their career. They've won a championship. Some of these other players have went down and done absolutely nothing, and they just sit on the end of the bench but on a bad team. Isn't there a fight? Because they went to a bad franchise. Isn't there a fight? And, and this isn't about... Uh, players going to college. Uh, this ain't the transfer rule where they're doing great for their life when they're uh, players that are never going to make the pros. Isn't they're just th- going to keep making money. Isn't there a finite number of good teams that these players can be drafted to? Like, there's, I mean, a, th- I don't know. there's an actual number of what you would consider good. T- so, I what, don't know. Tell me how many good teams are in the NBA. Oh, that's all not I, many. All of them make the playoffs. Not though, many. So. That's no, what I'm don't. asking they you. They do not. They isn't do there, not. Isn't there a fight? They do so, not make the end. No, that's total bogus. So, so. <laughs> there, there's about six to oh eight great NBA teams. Good NBA teams. And so they should. So, so those six to eight teams should be the ones that draft all the good players. No, no. You can go to a good franchise like the San Antonio Spurs. That knows what the hell they're doing. Or you can go, and I hate to admit this, Jordan, who just sold his franchise, who doesn't know what he's doing. And when you go to that team, you can sit there on the end of the bench with about eight eight other dudes. And, man, it would have been better if you would have gotten in and gotten drafted and, say, went to, I don't know, Philly, who is a good up-and-coming franchise with good people in the front office. And you can become a great player and maybe win a championship. I totally agree with you. Uh, no, you don't. But that doesn't matter. I don't care who agrees with yeah, me or not. I See, I agree with that. Well, that's what I've been talking about. <laughs> okay. I mean, dude, that's what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about some dude that's going to make money for his grandma. So who's... I'm talking about some dude that's going to do so, that's going to get on a team that's in the playoffs. It's going to be a team that, that's playoff ready that can make someone a contender that's right on the cusp. Dude. Or a team that is in the playoffs. Sorry. Like, say, Memphis. I think someone that goes to Memphis, Hammy Hawkwes, if he goes to Memphis, that's going to be a person that will end up getting in that rotation and playing really well. Do you, but if he goes to 
the Washington Wizards, he will get lost in the shuffle and he will not be what he was going to be. Do you know That's how my point. Do you know how the NBA draft works, Fred? Yes, I do. So how are these teams that are good teams and good franchises going to draft these high draft picks? No, I get it. But sometimes, well, dude, sometimes Golden State and some of these teams have good. What I'm trying to tell you is the, look at Jokic and these players that were drafted 48th and 35th and 31st. They've turned it. Draymond Green has turned into a freaking Hall of Famer. He was drafted 30th or uh, uh, 38th. I don't know when the hell he was drafted. He was yeah, late. but, but Riley Cooper on the mound. But, but guess what? If but, Draymond Green had went to the Washington Wizards, he wouldn't be doing jack smack of what he's done since he's been. But that's because not he the lucked ar- out getting drafted. That's not the, the argument. That's not the argument that you were making that a minute ago. No, it's not. Yes. You were talking about guys that were going to be uh, difference makers, franchise guys. That's what you were talking about. Guys and, that can help a franchise. Yeah, I feel like we skewed so far Liana. away from our um, initial debate. Well, we're going to um, have to replay debate. it back because yeah. then you all, if I either explained it wrong or you all understood it wrong, but I wasn't going by Wimbayana or whatever the hell his name is and what he's going to do for them. We all know what he's going to do for the Spurs. So you're just saying that a team should... I'm talking should, about a good a, a, a team player. You're just saying that team should... Y'all, I'm not going to repeat it. You're just saying that teams should draft smart. Is what and, you're saying. And, and what I'm telling you is, Travis, most of them don't. Okay. Most of them don't. I mean, I don't even know how to respond to that. Well, I mean, do you don't think the Nuggets drafted good, better than most? Well, Half of them dudes have been have been drafted by the Nuggets. I think they. I think. Okay, well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think when you go back and listen to this argument you're going to realize that you went back around no, yourself no, three different no, times no, 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 no. tuna what do you think i don't i, I know my boy riley cooper's out on the mound <laughs> for lsu I, i'll be honest with you i don't have that strong of feelings about the nba so i'm not i, I can't I'm get that heat watch the draft for for as heated as freddie just got I like I, I i, I, I can't even engage in fail. that like yeah i hope they all fail I think somebody was confused whether it was me or you. I'm not sure who it was. I, I, I don't know. I was just making a point, and yeah. I think it got uh, toothpicked to the point where it turned into something else. I don't know. Something happened. I was just making a, a, well, a I don't, point that, I don't think it got toothpicked. Someone, like Ben Wallace gets drafted by the Pistons. He <laughs> He's on the team. It's a great – the team's already doing well. They're already established, and he becomes a great player and helping them as a role player and later becomes an all-star, Rip Hamilton. Had Rip Hamilton and Ben Wallace been drafted and went to uh, the Washington Wizards, I don't think their careers would be anywhere the same. And you say, well, of course they weren't. They got drafted by the Pistons. Well, that's what I'm talking about. They got drafted by the Pistons, and and I think that it is the luck of the draw of who picks you. That's what I'm trying to say. Tuna, why but, does why does he have such a problem with the Washington Wizards? He because keeps, they he keeps suck. bringing Got up me, the man. Washington because Wizards. Because they're the bottom feeders of the league right now. That's why. Because Jordan and ended I'm, his career I'm beginning there, to wonder, he's just holding a grudge <laughs> I'm ever beginning since. to think that you two have no earthly idea that they're bad. No. You all think the NBA is a great league. Everyone's great. 
Everyone's going to make money. I, I, those are words that every, never come out of my I mouth. I know everybody's no. going to make money in the NBA. Give me a break, dude. But what I'm saying, I just explained it to you. You all have nothing to say about that? About what a Ben Wallace or a Rip Hamilton in the draft that are late-tier players that happen to get drafted by the right team. They lucked out. No. I they lucked out, and the Pistons didn't luck out. They were already looking at them, and they got them. And had those players not lucked out and not been grabbed by the Pistons and they were grabbed by the Washington Wizards, I don't think Ben Wallace would have done anything. Preach, brother. I'm just going to tell. you are saying that, no, he would have worked his butt off in Washington. I never said that. And kicked butt with, this, with these other four that guys is not, and made his millions and gotten up. That to, is not at all what, okay, I, what well, I was then saying. We're going to read this back, and I yeah. think I think y'all are going to find out that you I, all might all have I said, misconstrued something. The only thing that I said was that a player would have more opportunities to make it in the NBA I, than I, he would in other dude, sports. That's such a broad statement. <laughs> I, I was talking about the draft. Okay. The in the okay. inner works of the NBA then, draft. Then it's not, a, not uh, who not the the freaking machine of NFL versus NBA. It's not not that. I, it is. Okay. It is that. Then, then we just misunderstand each other, was, and we're was, never going to get uh, yeah, to an end point because we're in two different individual conversations. Individual players. All you know, I know is I have three on my list that I thought could maybe luck out. And get to a good franchise. Well, and tell maybe us those three. Some, I don't. I don't want to. I want to hear them. Fail. Please tell me. I want to hear. I mean, now I hope they fail. Well, please tell me. Now we have to hear this. I, I mean, after all of that, we have to hear this. I gotta I mean, know. No, and the Jaime Hawkins ain't one of them. I'm gonna come grab that notebook. No, no, yep, not. Yep. I'm telling you. I'm faster than I look. I mean, dude. Well, like, now we have to know. Talk, I gotta know. I we mean, have to know. All right, Fred. all right. If me and Travis will cover about, our ears. You say it into the microphone. Talk about the draft. Let's talk about the draft. I don't need to talk about how the draft works. I want to talk about the players and who can get lucky and who can get drafted and, by somebody good. And, and Tuna and I are begging you. Are begging you. Are begging you to fill us in on this. Yeah. Because. Now I already know it's going to take me three hours to edit this thing <laughs> no, because you're not. Let it because roll. no no we are going to let it roll but you have been screaming into that microphone for the last fifteen minutes. Don't tell your boy from New York radio that he to does the it point every day. that my uh, what's you want a, what's you, that guy's name? You want to come over tomorrow and what's edit that? this Stephen thing? Stephen A. He does it every day. Yeah, he has a producer. A, a room full of professionals yeah. making six-figure salaries. Yeah. He oh, has a producer. Now we're back to the draft. Now we're back to the draft. I'm telling you, that segment right there is what's going to send this thing viral. No. Brad, I love your passion. It's going to send it somewhere. I love your passion. I love how you feel about this. Please, now let's get on to the players that you like in this NBA draft. I got I got two players that actually won our winners who actually made it through uh the tournament. One of them is Jordan Hawkins. Uh 200 uh out of Yukon. He's a national champion. Uh silky smooth shooter, uh 200 pound sophomore and I think if he gets with the right team, he is a Rip Hamilton kind of player. 
Okay, I like and Chris. I, I'm telling you, you see, if you didn't watch it, you don't know who I'm talking about. You had to watch him. Uh, he was the best player on UConn's team, in my opinion. Uh, and I think he won the championship for him. I don't think Big Boy did. I think he did. And I think if that guy can get to the right team, he can help a team in the playoffs or make the playoffs. I also think another player that's, and I'm talking about these guys are going to get drafted in 28th, 29th, whatever. I don't care about the top 10. If you don't make it and you're a top 10, go ice skating or something, dude. Like, come on, dog. I'm I'm NBA way past the top 10, like lottery players. I don't even look at them. I don't care about them. They're all going to be rich, and they're all going to get drafted, and they're all going to play. I'm talking about players that are going to have to work their asses off to play and hope that they get on a good team. Amari Bailey, UCLA, 6'5", 180. Another young player that played in uh, the Elite Eight and Final Four. Uh, I thought he was a great player for UCLA. He plays defense. He's a hog. He he plays hard on uh, both sides of the ball. And he's a great winger uh, player, and he impressed me big time in that game. And I think if he can get on a team, he can play that two spot. If he can get lucky, because I'm looking at some dudes in this draft in the second round and stuff, or first round late picks out of the lottery money that are players that, in my opinion, never did not impress me. I don't know. There's I, Like, Jay Bill has called out a couple dudes – from Central Florida or whatever that are lanky, you know, I, I, I'm just looking at players all that. I think the Kentucky player, Chris Livingston, I think that that kid. He was actually a player I was going to ask you about, Fred, because uh, as I was looking at the list of players that uh, that might be a little bit further down on the list, he was an intriguing guy to me. He has a high – dude, he was really coming on last year at the end of the year for Kentucky – he can. He's got uh, skills where he. I mean, he runs the floor, but he's got a soft touch. He can pass surprisingly good, and uh, and his height. I think he's a player. If he gets to the right team, that doesn't get lost in the shuffle. And if so, if he can go to a. Are we still going with that? Yeah. That this is what the whole know. thing's I'm, about. I'm watching basketball. This, this is what the whole thing's about. Yes. <laughs> if, if Chris Livingston goes to Memphis, and then, they, and then they, he can and play there for the three playoffs. years and play well, and, and then and move hell, on to a good team. He'll be playing in the playoffs. He'll be playing let, in the postseason. Don't, don't do it, Travis. But if Chris Livingston goes to the Washington Wizards, he'll just be sitting around. Again, with I would a bad like to. Coach. I would like to apologize to all of our uh, Washington Wizards fans out there. They got fans because. Um, and he will get lost in the shovel. Hell, John Wall's a superstar. He got lost over there. I mean, hell, didn't Bradley Beal just leave them? Yeah, but they end up at other places well, making a bunch of money. When's the and, last time uh-oh. you heard of Bradley Beal's name? He was lost. Uh, he out just there got too. traded yesterday. Yeah, yeah, lost before like yesterday. Number one on Twitter. When's the last time you heard of him before then? 
Uh, the day, the day ago, before four? yesterday when they were talking about him getting traded. <laughs> See, now you're being simple-minded arguing. Well, that, that's simple-minded shit, dude. Come well, on. I mean, that's just no, me. I'm, no. I'm simple-minded. I don't well, know. you are. Because yeah, I, I agree. Well, that's because you can't answer when the last time his name was mentioned before. I'm not an NBA ago. guy, buddy. Like, what do you want from well, me? Well, you're trying to win an argument against me as one. I don't think anybody's don't trying think to win anything. As an NBA. I'm trying to say that my argument is 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 lost in translation. No, no. I'm We're saying pushing... I personally didn't understand the argument, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. We're just pushing back I a little it. bit. Well, okay. This okay. makes for. Uh, I don't this... think anyone's admitted that they didn't understand the argument. I, I just I was, did. I was going through to trying to explain that. I know every player in the NBA makes money, and I know that they all have uh, opportunity for the teams that are there. I get it. But some get luckier than others, and the ones that get lucky get drafted to the right franchise. The ones that don't get lost in the shuffle. And I will go to that with my freaking grave. I love it. Uh, that's it. I got no other. Players. I love it. I mean, uh, honestly, uh, I, I mean, I think that's the greatest segment in the history of this podcast. No, to be honest with you. No, the it was the NBA draft that no one cares about. Well, you're, you're going to make people care about it. No, I'm just saying. because now people are going to want to go. Man, who was right? Was Freddie right? I no, we won't know. We'll never know until Jaime Hawkwest starts warming up on the court. <laughs> and that's what makes it awesome. I think that's the greatest segment we've ever done. No. And I love the it. The best segment we've ever done was on uh sausages <laughs> for the Reds. <laughs> I, 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 I don't I, think that I don't think I don't think that's right. <laughs> I got. I mean, I thought everyone had uh, some players that they thought they might like here. I do. Draft. It's uh, Tristan Vukovic <laughs> out of Serbia. Okay. <laughs> so I got. So, <laughs> but he's got to go to the right team. So uh, that's that's yeah, the big thing. Yeah, he does. It's important, like what franchise he goes it to. It is. It mm-hmm. is. It very much so. I totally is. agree with that. Uh, who? Where's Crucial. he from? Where'd he go to school? He's from Serbia. Um, he's seven foot. Um, and he, I don't know. He's from Serbia, bro. I don't know. What he he's from, from Serbia. He's <laughs> from Serbia. He's okay. seven foot. He's seven foot. Yeah. I've seen a lot of seven footers go from uh, Serbia. Yeah, Darko Mavilovic. Oh yeah. Drafted. Which by yeah. the way, let me I ask you guys. Fell through the woodwork like is Christoph Porzingis uh Celtic now? Did that happen yes. today? Yes. Okay. Yes. Porzingis, he's a traveling guy. He's been to Dallas. Uh that's who uh scooped or who scooped him up in the draft, Travis. Do you remember? It was Dallas, right? I think it was Dallas. Great guy there. He knows what he's doing. Or no. I think it was the Knicks. Okay. No, I think he went. Then he went. Yeah, it was the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, he was drafted by the Knicks, I'm yeah, pretty sure. And got lost. And then he went to Dallas to revive his career. <clears throat> and he actually he had a great year this year. Boy, I tell you, Fred, after hearing that about Porzingis, now I'm completely on your side on that argument. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, Me I too. bet. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I don't even remember what the initial <laughs> argument was. So I, I'm well. I'm uh, 
listen back to this because I'm telling you. I don't know if my radio can handle that. It'll I'm telling you. Well, out. and I will uh, I will advise everyone that I'm going to try my best to. I mean, I had to. It was two on one here. Oh, my God. I had to battle. I had to battle like a battle cat. Like I'm trying to, like I'm trying to make a roster in the NBA. By God, cock off, Freddie. Yes, cock off. I'm trying to make a roster. Um. Well, let's move away from the NBA draft just a little bit. You know, the NBA draft. It, I don't think anyone's going to watch it now. I think everybody's going to watch it now. I think anybody that that listens to this is going to watch it and go, "I want to know who ends up being right." And right. you know, three or four down, three or four years down the road. Well, I'm going to make a note on players that get drafted late and what team drafts the, uh, a good quality franchise that drafts. I'm going to see how good they do versus someone that went to a to the Wizards. Well, I'm just telling you right now, if the Wizards draft Trace Jackson Davis, he's screwed. They're probably going to go to the NBA Finals next year. Okay. That's all I have okay. to say. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. I, I may be wrong, but that's how I feel about it. I, I I understand that, as you should. But the trend does not show that. Tuna, what's, please please what's step in. What's your thoughts here. on Kobe Buffkin? Give me give me a full analysis on Kobe Buffkin. Who is the it? hell is Kobe Buffkin? Kobe Buffkin. It's a spectacular name. But that is a great name. Uh, he apparently is 19 years old. He played at the University of Michigan, which I do not know him. He is projected to be the 13th overall pick tomorrow. Unbelievable. So, by the Toronto Raptors. I don't know if that's good or bad for Kobe Bufkin. Uh, that would be a great franchise. But it would be a lottery pick, so it doesn't matter. That's right. He's yeah. going to get paid. My bad. He's going to get paid no matter what, whether, he's, whether he works hard or not. He's going to get paid. Yep. But we'll see how long they hold on to him. But that is a great franchise. They've been in the playoffs. They're run extremely well. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, like like you said, Tim Couch went to a horrible franchise. He made his money, but he 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 was gone. Poof, like Copperfield. Uh, did you know, were you aware that there are two twins? That are going to get drafted as lottery picks in the draft. Identical twins. The Thompson twins from Overtime Elite. Yes. They are... Uh, Acer and... Hold on. What's the other kid's name? Acer and Amen. Amen. I think it's how you pronounce it. Is Acer. It might be Alcer. I don't know. Um, Those are pretty solid names. They yeah. are. And they're uh, it's solid A-U-S-A-R. They're, so they're very good players. Osser and Amen. Mm-hmm. I like that. The only way you can tell them apart is one has more hair than the other. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And, and, and they, they both act, got a lot of hair. They are really good. Uh, and I and I'll tell you what these these two guys and I'm not a big fan of it that that didn't that boosted out of college that played in the uh, in uh, developmental league. Uh, Scoot Henderson and uh, the other kid, they're spectacular players. Um, uh, uh, what's I think it's Scoot. Is it Scoot Henderson? Scoot Henderson. 
Yeah. I think he's going to be the third pick behind uh, Brandon, the Miller. Brandon Miller. But Scoot Henderson is a uh, – I mean, he's going to be a good good lottery pick. Fred, who are the Pacers going to take? At, I think they have the seventh pick, and that's who I'm concerned about. And I think they have a young uh, nucleus that uh, looks like they could be competitive in a couple of years. Taylor Hendricks from Central Florida. That's the guy that uh, Billis likes. Is that right? Because he's long. Okay. Well, Taylor Hendricks. I, Taylor I Hendricks. Him much. Textbook fit. Could give him an edge at number seven. Well, then, by God, Freddie is couldn't be more right. If he comes to the Pacers and leads them to the promised land, then I will uh, genuflect at the feet of the fabulous one and say, "By God, you are right." And I'm so glad the Pacers took this kid. I don't know. There's some around him. I hear that they're looking for a shooting guard. Riley Cooper closes the game out, and LSU moves on. So we have a game tomorrow night, boys. Yep, that'll be cool. That should be um, that should be very fun. Now, Fred, uh, I know we've run a little bit late tonight, but I do understand that there is a, a horse race this weekend that you wanted to no, talk about. Well, no, I was gonna uh, just congratulate uh, Team USA on well, their, of course, uh, on their uh, wins um, in the Concacaf Nations League uh, finals. I thought they played really well. Um, they did. That uh, game against Mexico was Mexico, great. Mexico, they fired their coach as USA hires their old coach back. <laughs> I know, which we will get into at yeah. some point oh, yeah, this yeah, summer yeah, for yeah. sure. He's gonna. He's not coaching them in the Gold Cup, but he will be back. His assistant is. Um, I do think that uh, Rainia Geo, uh, Tuna's boy, uh, played really good in that match, and he's going to have no choice but to play him. Those and guys will figure out. Played him in the World Cup. Well, those guys will figure out how to get along. I mean, that's that's just something that they have to do, but, right? But yeah, but you got the Gold Cup coming up uh, this weekend, and it goes for a while. There's different groups. It's going to go on. We, we can hit that uh, on the next tier. We definitely will. And uh, don't forget, the Women's World Cup is 29 days away. Right, and uh, I'm. A terrible person for not knowing exactly who it is, but I did see today that uh, we had a player from uh, racing, racing Louisville, the uh, women's what is it, the NWSL, I think it's called, or something like that. Uh, that is that made the World Cup team, which is a huge accomplishment, and I will do better next week. And find out who that is, and we will give her her proper due. Yes, we will do a soccer props on uh, a whole lot of teams. Don't props. forget, Prospects. don't forget, my Spaniards won uh, their their Nations League Euro UEFA tournament. Uh, Fifty five teams entered. They win in a shootout. Uh, turns out uh, they may have listened to Freddie. Who's not always right, but I was right when they lost in the World Cup. Remember, they were in a shootout. They knew nut. They had no idea what was going on. They hadn't even picked the players that were doing it. They have a new coach, and they won five four versus Croatia, who has beaten them in a shootout. And they 
had some of the most beautiful shots you will ever see on goal. It was 5-4. They, I mean, every one of them made their shots. And they totally got, they, they totally redeemed themselves. So, uh, head, uh, kudos to the Spanish national team and uh, Tuna's favorite player, Pedri. Yeah. Who did not kick. Love Pedri. <clears throat> he did not kick. Tuna, give me some final thoughts tonight as we go around the horn at the end of the show. All right. Actually, this past weekend, there's a horse that ran. Freddie would love this to keep an eye on. $2 million, uh, two-year-old. Out of Good Magic, which was Mage's dad. A lot of horses out of Good Magic. Great yeah. Uh, he sire. ran at Santa Anita this past weekend and roasted. And uh, so he's a horse to keep an eye on. What's his name? Muth. M-U-T-H. Muth. I like that. Mm-hmm. Muth. Freddie, give us some final thoughts. Uh, the Ohio Derby is this weekend. Uh, you have got finally one of the horses that is dis two horses disappeared from the Derby practical move who got a fever have no idea what's up with that horse, but he was getting ready to be possibly the favorite at one point in time and two fills. Well, two fills is running in the Ohio Derby Saturday against Lord miles, Mm -hmm. who was a long shot that uh, won uh, uh, a prep race to get into the Derby, and he was one of the Safi Joseph horses that was at uh, pushed right. out of the Derby because right. the other two died. And uh, a horse, but the horse... <laughs> because the other two died. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they didn't just die. Yeah, we're still looking into that. Still looking into oh that. Oh, my God. But, but uh, the other two horses <laughs> passed away on the, in the backside. That is not funny. That is not funny, but the way that no. that came across no. was very funny. Everything's funny tonight, guys. Everything's funny tonight. Uh but uh, also, but the horse that I like that I'm going to try to win with Bishop's Bay. Bishop's Bay. I knew that was coming. Yes. I could read your face. Unbelievable. Bishop, Bishop's Bay is a horse that was uh, in. Uh, I think his last out was a, a great second, uh, maybe to Archangelo uh, in, in that in that uh, prep race before uh, he won the uh, uh, Belmont. So I'm going with Bishop's Bay for the uh, good price. We're riding him together, and and we know a buddy named Bish Bishop. That's right. Shout out Bish. I love that. They'll uh, never hear that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, guys. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you all for listening. Um, I know it sounds like we yell at each other and everything like that, but it's all in good fun. But it will be interesting. To see who is right. Oh, God. I've eaten crow on this show a hundred (laughs) times. And I'll do it again. (laughs) Baby crow, too. For the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kempf, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying, so long, everybody. (laughs) 